if you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5. We have been in Ephesians 5 for the last few weeks. The greatest problem in society today is the home. I would say to you this, and I think that you would believe this and agree, society has the home all wrong. And church, society is not the model for the home. Hollywood does not set the model for the home. Athletes don't set the model for the home. Politicians, their job is not to set the model for the home. The Bible sets the model for the home. Yet many times we fall back to society. We fall back to our upbringing. And and this then in our mind, it sets this model that we're to follow. In that model that we follow, that society has placed or our upbringing, if it's not a biblical upbringing has placed, it always leads to frustration and it always will lead to failure. God has designed a pattern that as Bible believers, we must follow. It's not up for us to choose what part of the Bible we want to follow. As biblicists, as Bible believers, we are to examine the word of God, learn the word of God, and apply the word of God to our life. I hope that you would agree that I'm so thankful that God has set the pattern how we ought to live as a Christian has not left it up to ourselves to decide. Because all of us have a different upbringing. All of us have a different thought. All of us have, have, have been treated differently as we've been raised. But the Bible is consistent. The Bible is truth. And Paul instructs us in chapter 5, as we have looked at the last few weeks, we've seen that Paul says this, to walk in love. We see this in the beginning in, in, in verse number two of chapter five. In, I won't re-preach these messages, but we're to walk in love. He also says this. We looked at this thought, walk as children of light. Paul says that in verse number eight. Paul also reminds us as believers in verse number 15 to walk circumspectly or to walk in, in uh, 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 patience and in understanding, carefully examining. Then then he brings this to marriage. Now, I understand this. There are two things that will cause most of the time when the preacher preaches, two things that the church will be very quiet on. Money and Ephesians chapter five, marriage. And I just believe that you're saying amen really loud on the inside. And that's what I'm going to convince myself here as I preach. Because Paul then brings these thoughts, walk in love, walk as children of light, walk circumspectly into the marriage. The start is not verse number 22. Because to do this in our flesh is impossible. And that's this, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as a church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. 
If you believe the word of God, say amen. Good. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For though man has ever hated his own flesh, but nurtureth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and his wife see that she reverence her husband. The beginning is not verse number 22. Often when we go to this passage of scripture, we'll go to right to verse number 22 and we'll develop a message on verse 22. But the problem is this, the foundation that is laid isn't the foundation of submission and love. The foundation that is laid is the foundation of walking in love, walking as children of light, walking circumspectly. And then once that foundation is laid, we can then build the walls or build the roof or build the flooring that is then submission and love. Be followers. Look with me in verse number one of this chapter. Be there, be therefore followers of God as dear children. The reason why society in the world has marriage in the home so wrong is they're not following God's pattern. And Paul says this to the church here as he's writing and and instructing them. He gets to the home halfway through this. He builds this foundation of followers of God. Be, Be followers of God. Follow after God's plan. And I, I want to submit to you this, this morning that every marriage can be a godly marriage. You can have a godly home. You must be followers of God, though. You have to do it God's way. This isn't up to our opinion. This isn't up to how we think it ought to be. God has laid the foundation. Walk in love. Walk as children of light. Walk circumspectly. Once that foundation is laid, then he gets into the home. He says, I want to instruct you on how to have a godly home, a home that represents Christ. Verse number eight, your light In the Lord, walk as children of light. Verse number 15, walk carefully or circumspectly. The right perspective of who you are in Christ is the foundation that we must have. Being led by the Spirit of God, as we've looked over the last couple weeks, being wise in your decisions, that's the foundation. And when we've got that foundation laid... It's not, it's not impossible and it's not difficult for us then to submit and to love. If there's something wrong in our heart, if we're not right with the Lord, if we're not walking after the Lord, it'll be impossible for us to begin in verse number 22 because it goes against our flesh. The foundation is laid. Now the foundation is laid. The home must be built upon this foundation. I thought of men like Jeff Kaminsky that builds a, build, they build houses. 
And it would be foolish to just begin to build walls on some dirt floor. There's got to be a foundation or that wall is going to crumble. That wall cannot sustain itself. And when this foundation is laid, you can begin to build the walls and the floors and the roof or whatever's necessary for a godly home. And then as we begin to build upon this foundation that Paul has laid in the first part of chapter number five, we come to verse number 22. And I want us to look at this here today. Would you write this down? The building blocks for the wife. The building blocks for the wives. And he says this, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And that word submit, it means this, to accept or to yield, to cease to argue about is what that word yield means or submit means. Cease contention about who's the head, who's going to lead, who's going to, to make the, the, those decisions for the home. It means this, to allow your husband to lead the home in everything. Look with me in verse number 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in what? In everything. Now, this automatically causes some to tighten up. This automatically causes some to say, what did we come today for? I don't like it. But I would submit this, this is God's plan. Now, some, some, we just skip past this. Boy, we, last couple weeks, we, we could really get into chapter number five and, and uh, enjoy this. And it'd be, it'd be easier just to say, you know what? Let's just get past this part because this doesn't really fit in society today. For, for others, I've, I've heard others, I studied this week and, and listened to some messages this week and, and just, just studied this passage of scripture. And, and uh, some I, I, I observed would say, we're gonna skip past this. And they would make maybe a little joke about, well, we don't wanna go there. We don't want to offend. And that's why we have homes the way we have them today. Because pastors are afraid to deal with the word of God, present the word of God. I've heard others that they minimize that word submission. They weaken it. They make excuses for it and almost like it's not even there. And we walk away here learning nothing. Today, whether it be submission on the wife's part, love on the husband's part, I seek to be biblical. To present to you what the Bible says and then for us, to decide, are we going to be biblicist, honest, live the Bible, or let society dictate how we want to build a home? Can I say this to you? Don't allow something that has been done wrong in front of you determine if God's plan will work or not. See, all of us have upbringings. All of us when we think of the word submit, ladies, when we think of the word submit, if we're not careful, we can think of something that has presented, been presented wrong to us, and then we determine if God's plan is going to work. 
if you grew up in a home that was not a biblical-based home, that was not biblically grounded, that, 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 that didn't, uh, uh, wasn't a, a, an example of Je- uh, Ephesians 5, 22, down through the end of this chapter, don't use that upbringing to judge or determine what, if God's plan is going to work. I'll be honest with you, there are Christians that grew up in Christian homes, but they're, just because their parents went to church or your parents went to church didn't mean they had a biblical marriage. Because a biblical marriage begins with the foundation that was laid in the beginning of chapter number five and then extends into how the husband and the wife treat each other. And the Bible clearly says, wives, submit. Submit yield to, allow the husband to lead. And I want you to see something else here in this passage of scripture. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Look with me in verse number 22. It says your own husband. Look with me in verse number 24. Again, in the uh, bottom of that verse, therefore, as the church is subject unto the Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. This is not a submission to all men. This doesn't mean that a woman plays a lesser role in society. This means that a wife is to be subject to her own husband or submissive to her own husband. Not walking around being submitted to whoever, whatever male or whatever husband tells her what to do. It's your own husband. Also, also I want you to see this. This is not degrading for a woman. Secondly, I see when it, he says your own husband, this could also be this. This is a submission to the one God has given us, not someone else that you prefer. So often someone will say, I'd be submissive to my husband if he was like so-and-so's husband. Well, God never commanded you to be submissive to their husband. He commanded you to be submissive to your own. And God has given you the spouse, the husband, the wife that he has determined that is best for you. If you were to take this all the way back into the Garden of Eden when man was created, my wife and I are doing a couples retreat at a church this week, this coming weekend in New Jersey. And so we've been studying together and talking through some things and we're doing a split session. And, and so we're going to teach the same thing. She's going to teach the uh, ladies. And I'm going to teach the, the men. And we were talking through that and I was, I was so pleased as she was studying through, she, she brought up something in our, in our conversation just about that God had created the, the, the wife to be a help meet to the husband. And that, that means this, that, that the, the, the spouse that you have is the spouse that God desires you to have and you have every gift necessary to be a help meet to them. So you don't have to have somebody else's spouse in order for you to have a good marriage. You don't have to say, I'll submit to someone else. God has placed the husband in your marriage that he desires for you to have. And we're to submit to that. 
Some would say this, if he was like so-and-so, I, I could do that. I could be biblical if my husband would do that. And I want you to see here, nowhere does the Bible say, wife, if, if you submit, then husbands you should love, or husbands you should love only if your wife submits. In this passage of scripture, there's a command by the apostle Paul, given under inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, that wives, you are to submit in all things. Husbands, you are to love in every area. And this is not dependent upon how the other person responds. Now, I want you to see something else here as well. In this passage of scripture, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, your submission to your husband is a direct reflection of your submission to the Lord. As unto the Lord, submitting to him. Now, we would never think that the Lord, anything the Lord would have us to do would be wrong. Any submission to the Lord would lead us astray. Any submission to the Lord would cause us to feel inferior or cause us to feel ashamed. No, no, submitting to your husband should never cause a, a, a woman to feel inferior or ashamed. This should always build her up. It always should cause her to see how important she is as unto the Lord. I want you to see in verse number 25, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Husbands, love your wives. Secondly, I want you to see this. First is the, the building blocks for the wife. And second is the, the building blocks for the husband. This is unselfish love, men as the Lord also loved, as Christ also loved the church. That's unselfish love. Christ never said, Heavenly Father, I'll, I'll go to that earth as long as, and didn't put stipulations on it. No, he did exactly as the Father had asked him to do. He went. He loved us when we weren't lovable. When we were dead in trespasses and sin, Christ died for us. He gave his self for us. That is unselfish love. This is a giving of ourselves for the, the betterment of one that you love. This is complete forgiveness. As Christ loved the church, let me ask you this. What sin have you ever committed that Christ said, I cannot forgive? What have you ever done to the Lord that the Lord says, that's too much, that, that's not, that, I can't forgive that. And so for husbands to love your wife as Christ loved the church, it's complete forgiveness. It's not holding on to grudges. It's not holding on to the past. It's not holding on to, to things that uh, uh, have been done. It's complete forgiveness. So often in marriages, they don't move forward. They're not godly. They don't represent the, the Lord as the Lord would have them to because we hold on to things. But to love as Christ's love means this, Complete forgiveness. This is not forced love. But this love that is spoke about here that the husband has had for the wife is humble and meek. It's servant leadership. It's standing for right and unwavering. This love that Paul speaks about is protection and safety. 
You see, when we go to this passage of scripture, the only reason this passage of scripture would cause us to, to, to tighten up or cause us to, to have any frustrations as we read this passage of scripture is because we see it as negative because of what society has, has thrown at us. But this passage of scripture is not a negative thing to be argued. It's, it's, not, it's not to be presented in a negative way. This is a beautiful relationship of a husband and a wife leaving their, their father and their mother and becoming one flesh. It's a beautiful relationship that, that shows the relationship of Christ and his church. Now, none of us would think that the relationship of Christ and the church is an abusive relationship. It's a beautiful thing as we sang about it this morning and, and, and came to the Lord's table this morning and had communion this morning and thought about the blood that was shed, the love that Jesus Christ showed us. And, and we have no problem submitting ourselves to his will and to his plan. And that's the beauty of what God is showing us in Ephesians chapter number five. Paul says this in verse number 32. He says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Your marriage should be a reflection of Christ and his church. We submit to Christ as the head. This is a picture that Paul is showing, and this is why it's so important for us as Christians to have this model and have these, this foundation laid and have these, this home the way that is described here in Ephesians 5, because what every Christian marriage ought to represent is Christ and his church. What a beautiful thing that is. Christ died for the church. He gave his life for the church. He loves the church unconditionally. That's the way the husband is to love the wife. We as the church are, are submitted to the Lord's will and, and his plan. And, 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 and we, we realize that he loves us and we, we willingly give our lives to him. Allow him to lead us. Allow him to have his rightful say as the head of our life, as the head of the church. And when this is seen in a biblical view and from a biblical perspective, it's not one having power and dominion over another. It's not one that is inferior in the other that is, that is a, a manipulative, one that is a dictator and the other that is just always being walked on. That's what society would cause you to think that's what, that's what a biblical marriage is. But that's not a biblical marriage. In a biblical home, it represents Christ and his church. You see, we're subject to Christ as the head. And Christ is obedient to his father. Look with me just a few pages over in Philippians chapter number two. Are you with me this morning? Okay. Philippians chapter two. Look with me in verse number three. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. When he says, let nothing be done, would you consider him your marriage as well? Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. 
How's your marriage today? Would this describe your home? Look not every man in his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. It was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. I want you to see here, Christ submitted to his father. And we must submit to Christ as a head. Wives are to submit to their husbands. Husbands, you're to submit to Christ. As Christ submitted to his father, we're to submit to Christ. You see, ultimately in our marriage, Christ is the head. Ultimately in our marriage, this book is what we're to follow. Ultimately in our marriage, it's what the God, what the Heavenly Father desires for our lives. And I see in uh, Philippians chapter two, there's words of humility and submission and love and servant and obedient. And those were all words that describe Christ. And husbands, that's who we're to follow. You see, when it says, I, when someone says, well, I'm not going to submit to my husband. I, I'm not a doormat and, and he's not a dictator. That's not biblical anyways. That's not even a, a biblical perspective of marriage. You see, when a wife submits to her husband, she is submitting, should be submitting to humility, husbands. Love, servant leadership, obedient. This is our reaction to the Lord. And as our wives submit ourselves to the husbands and the husbands are the head of the homes, the husbands then submit themselves to the Lord. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he submits himself to his heavenly father. Let me ask you this, does this describe your marriage today? Do the building blocks here in, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter five, are those the building blocks that you are building your marriage upon? Listen, I believe this in society today, there's parts of the Bible that, just, that we, we hear that is just outdated and old. But I wanna, I want you to, I wanna ask you to examine homes in society today and how are they doing? They're falling apart. They're falling apart because they're not taking their role, their biblical role that God has designed for them to take. The home ought to be the most loving, compassionate, kind place there is. I would go as far to say this, the home ought to represent the most heavenly place on this earth. There ought to be peace. There ought to be contentment. Husbands, if you're going into that home and you're ruling it like a dictator and you're ruling it like, like uh, it's your way or the highway, you're not being biblical. And wives, if you're going into that home and you're not submitting yourself in everything, you're not being biblical. And this is where the problem lies. We have made excuses. 
We've, we've come to places where we've made excuses for our, 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 our ways. We've made excuses. We've put the blame on others. And we have begun to, to, to uh, rationalize out our behavior. And we're getting farther and farther and farther away from the biblical plan that God has for us. We long for the day that we're going to see Christ. We long for the day that we're going to look into his eyes and, 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 and appreciate and thank him for everything that he's done for us. And Christian, that's what the home here on this earth ought to represent. It's a home of thanksgiving, a home of fellowship. I was listening to a podcast this past week I know I need to be done. How many of you remember when people would just show up at your house, knock on the door, see if you're home and you'd invite them in or sit on your porch and just have a, a cup of coffee or tea or something like that? How many of you remember that? People would just show up at your house. A neighbor, now, now, it's, now it's considered rude to just show up at somebody's house. And what happened is they, they went through this progression. This was a therapist that, that was talking to this, uh, doing this podcast. He said, at one time in our culture, we, we were very social. We just showed up at somebody's house and we enjoyed the company just because I wanted to meet you. Then came the telephone. And we didn't have to go and just knock on someone's door. We could just call them. Hello? And we would ask him, are you available? Can I stop by? We then would find the phone to ask for the invitation. And then it got to, oh, I don't really ever need to stop by. I can just handle everything on the phone. And then what happened? Texting came. How many of you have ever text someone to see if it, they're okay for, for you to call them? Anybody ever do that? I get it all the time. Hey, are you available for a call? Now we text to see if we can call. We used to call to see if we could show up. Now, we don't even show up at anybody's house. We just text to see if we can call. Now, if we're not even careful, we don't even need to call. Everything's done through text. Fights. I, I'm talking husbands and wives. And what it has created is loneliness. It's created depression. We, 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 we have gone from, from working as a team and being one flesh to all of our feelings and all of our emotions. We're, we're texting them or emailing them to the, to the person and they're reading them on their way to work. Or that one's upstairs and one's downstairs and they're texting back and forth and they're, re, they're putting all their feelings out there on text. We've stopped coming together as one flesh and listen to me today, it's ruining our homes. It's ruining our homes. There's a power struggle in the home. Well, my dad did it this way and my mom did it this way. Well, listen to me, unless your parents did it the Bible way, they were wrong. The Bible is right. The Bible way is the right way for the Christian to follow. 
And God has given you a helpmeet. The one sitting next to you is the one that God has given you. And you are a helpmeet to them. And okay, maybe my dad, when he was growing up, he did all the finances and mom didn't, did, didn't do it. Listen to me, that, that, that's not determining who's the head of the home. Listen, if the man's a better cook, let him cook. I'd rather eat better food. If the wife can keep a balanced budget better than the man, let her keep the balanced budget. You're a helpmeet. Submit. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ. Listen to me, both of these, you know what is in both of this submission and the love? It's Christ. Listen, my wife cannot submit to me in her own flesh. I am too hard to live with. I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I can be a jerk. The only way she can do this is when she's right with the Lord. Because I'm impossible to live with. And so are you. I grew up in a totally different home than she grew up in. What I think is right, she doesn't all the time. We have to agree on the word of God. And when she submits to that, we have a beautiful marriage. And listen to me. She's all cute up here holding blankets while she's singing. She's not always lovable. She's not. I mean, she's really cute with a microphone in her hand singing about Jesus, but sometimes there's things, I, I'm like, where did that voice come from? Whoa. I've never seen a five, four foot, nine, four, five foot one, I'm sorry. Get, she, I mean, she, Listen to me, she's not always lovable. I'm not always easy to submit to. She's not always lovable. But it's determined not upon who she is. It's determined upon who Christ is and how I view Christ in my relationship with Christ. I, she can submit to a husband that isn't always a perfect husband because she submits to Christ. I can love a wife who's not always lovable because I submit to Christ. The Christian home is only a Christian home when we submit to Christ and let him lead and let him be in charge and let him have control. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands, your own husbands, as in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. In what? gave himself for it. My time's done. I ask you this today. How is your home? Does this reflect your home? If not, let a man examine himself and let's be right with God. Father, help us today.